Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. The Biden administration excels in scoring its own goals, nowhere more so than in the Middle East. Missed in the hype of Chinese President Xi Jinping's recent visit to Saudi Arabia is that no part of the world lends itself more than the Middle East to put into practice the administration's vision of a world in which the United States and China simultaneously cooperate and compete. Yet, comparing the pomp and circumstance accorded Mr. Chi to the low-key humbling reception of President Joe Biden when he went on a pilgrimage to Jeddah in July to repair legitimately strained relations with the kingdom, demonstrates that U.S. policy is backfiring. Rather than ensuring a level playing field, U.S. policy creates an opportunity for China. To be sure, bad blood plays a role. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman will not forgive Mr. Biden for publicly holding him responsible for the 2018 killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, albeit in word, rather than deed, and for the optics of the administration's response to the kingdom's refusal to push OPEC plus, the cartel of all producing countries plus Russia, to increase production. Even so, the Chi visit was as much about strengthening the Gulf's hand in demanding clarity on the future U.S. commitment to Gulf security and wanting to formalize arrangements, as it was about China capitalizing politically and economically on strains in U.S.-Saudi relations. Gulf security is a Chinese, not just a Gulf interest, with more than half of China's oil and gas needs being met by imports from the region's producers. In other words, China, unwilling and unable to replace the United States anytime soon, is as interested as Gulf states in ending uncertainty about U.S. reliability as a security guarantor. Given the personal animosity between Messrs. bin Salman and Biden, Saudi Arabia has left it primarily to the United Arab Emirates to spell out what the Gulf wants from the United States. Speaking three weeks before the Chinese leader's visit, Anwar Gagash, the diplomatic advisor of United Arab Emirates President Mohammed bin Zayed, insisted that our primary strategic security relationship remains unequivocally with the United States. Yet it is vital that we find a way to ensure that we can rely on this relationship for decades to come through clear, codified, and unambivalent commitments. In response, the United States will have to do more than lay down red lines regarding networks and critical infrastructure, like senior Pentagon official Colin Kahl did at a recent security conference in Bahrain. To bridge the growing trust gap, the United States will have to respond in positive and confidence-inspiring terms to Mr. Gagash's demand. The United States has an interest in doing so, even if that may be a political hot potato in Washington. Since the days of President Barack Obama, 
the U.S. has fueled doubts by its talk of a pivot to Asia and Mr. Biden's focus on the Indo-Pacific. It takes a cursory look at a map to recognize that there is no viable Indo-Pacific strategy that does not include its Western flank, the Arabian Sea. With the Gulf, the United States and China in fundamental agreement on maintaining the Middle East current security architecture, Chinese military sales, nuclear cooperation and technology, particularly its nuclear, military and dual purpose applications are likely to be two major front lines in regional US-Chinese competition. It's a competition in which the United States dominates as the Gulf's primary weapons supplier, but is hobbled by its justified conditions on sales that have stopped it from selling to Saudi Arabia cutting edge killer drones and ballistic missiles, areas where Chinese weaponry has made inroads in the kingdom. With good reason, the United States also put stringent regulatory conditions on its nuclear sales. Even so, the United States has trump cards it can play. Beyond the agreement that the United States has a primary role to play and arms sales, it's the United States rather than China that is helping Saudi Arabia complete an overhaul of its defense and national security architecture the most radical military reform since the creation of the kingdom in 1932. The reforms aim to enable the kingdom to defend itself, absorb and utilize US weapon systems and make meaningful military and defense contributions to regional security, according to political military analyst and former Pentagon official Bilal Saab. Through the vehicle of defense reform, the Biden administration has an opportunity to engage the Saudis on critical national security matters while safeguarding US strategic interests and honoring American values, Mr. Saab said. It's a wise form of US assistance that isn't politically controversial, doesn't cost much US taxpayer money, and doesn't require a significant US presence on the ground. It is perhaps the only way to reset the currently tense relationship by gradually rebuilding trust between the two sides, Mr. Saab concluded in a detailed study. So far, the U.S. assistance has continued uninterrupted despite the strains in the relationship. However, to put the relationship back on an even keel and secure greater Saudi and Gulf sensitivity to U.S. concerns, the United States will have to find a way to offer Gulf states the clarity and commitment they need in politically feasible ways at home. That could be easier said than done with an administration that often portrays an increasingly complex world in binary black and white terms. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Also, Thank you to all who have demonstrated their appreciation for my column by becoming paid subscribers. This allows me to ensure that it continues to have maximum impact. Maintaining free distribution means that news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe 
can republish it. If you are able and willing to support the column, please become a paid subscriber by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes. Thank you.